Blog Talk Radio. challenging for our final podcast of the season. Ryan Whitfield, the uh, senior staff writer on the line with me. Ryan, how are you doing? Hope you're doing better than I am right now. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well. So. Next one. All right. So, uh, so that's good. So that's 50% of us going on uh, going on 100% here because we're I'm all over the place. I can tell you, I, I would I would bore you of all the details. But I'll just say that technology kind of sucks, okay? So I'll just leave it at that, and we'll just get right to it. So let me ask you, you must be getting pretty excited coming up on the Super Bowl. You got something special planned for the Super Bowl weekend? Oh, yeah. Um, got, got some of the boys coming over Saturday night so we can get it kicked off the night early. I'm going to drink away the nerves because I don't think I'll be able to sleep Saturday night uh, <laughs> otherwise. Um, going to get up, uh, yep. cook all day Sunday, and then, uh, you know, nice. for the seventh time in the last 16 years, we'll sit down and watch the Pats in uh, the Super Bowl. So. Cats, Can't beat it. had to get that. His cat had to go run <laughs> in on that one. You couldn't let that one go. Had to say something about it. So let me say this. I am actually really excited about the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a great matchup. But um, what I did was I actually got a hold of the menu of the food that they're going to be serving at NRG Stadium, and I'm trying to replicate some of the food they have there. And I can tell you this. If I can do it, everybody at my Super Bowl party is going to die from heart disease. Because it is ridiculously unhealthy for you, but it looks incredibly tasty. I can tell you that. It's like they got some short ribs, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. These things look amazing, totally amazing. So I'm looking Man, forward I feel to it. Like, I feel like the people of Texas eat like that seven days a week, and uh, most of them live past the age of thirty. So you guys should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. I got, I got, I got a few months left on my lifetime. Lifetime. Then that's good. I'm, I'm glad I got that going for me. All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about, just really quickly, the the Pro Bowl. Then we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Then we're going to get to some prop bets. That'll be kind of fun. Uh, so without further ado, let's get to rolling. So, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is the Pro Bowl. Because they actually changed it up a little bit this, uh, this time around. So be honest, Ryan. Did you watch any part of the Pro Bowl or the uh, Pro Bowl Skills Challenge? I did. Um, I watched about a minute of the skills challenge, and then I watched about a minute and a half of the Pro Bowl. And both times, wow. I immediately flipped back over because it's start. You know, it's striking um, the difference between that and the NHL uh, weekend festivities. So I tried to right. watch it both times. Both times, I ended up going back and watching the NHL skills competition and the NHL um, All Star game because I think it's pretty much the only one um, for either the skill set or the actual game that's watchable in, in all four major sports. So they got to get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, the first the play I did see was on the first drive. I see Demarius Thomas catch a pass over the middle, and I don't remember who the corner was that hit him, but he hit him um, about as hard as a mighty might would and grabbed him by the legs, and they both you know, kind of laid each other down and, and cuddled on the ground for a second. And, and I get it, because if you blow out a knee in the Pro Bowl, you're not coming back till week eight. So I wouldn't want to get hurt either. Right. 
But that's why they should just cancel right. it or make it flag football. I mean, I guess Robert yeah. Edwards, 97, the Patriots running back, blew out his ankle in beach volleyball and or in a, in a beach football game was never the same again after the Pro Bowl. So I guess there's nothing you can do to eliminate all injuries, but it just shouldn't be tackle football because it, it's it's a joke and, it, and it's so boring to watch. So I can say this, though. Lorenzo Alexander totally laid out Jimmy Graham in the fourth quarter. I mean, like, Jimmy Graham was pissed that he got laid out. And I thought, hey, some guy actually cares about this game. That's great. And, and honestly, it was actually on a last drive of the game when they were down by one score. So at least, you know, three minutes, maybe two and a half minutes, maybe being a little generous, was actually watchable. I, you know, I thought that was an improvement over regular Pro Bowls. And actually, the skills challenge, I actually thought was more fun, but not because the skills challenge itself was cool, but because the guys on the field doing the skills challenge were having a good time. You know, I mean, they were really having a good time with it. And if they're having a good time, then I can enjoy that because I think, oh, that's fun, you know. But they got to do something. You're right. They, the yeah. old, the, what they got going right now is not working. Uh, they really got to change things up. Uh, yeah, like right. I said, so I mean, just the cool. comparison between yeah. that and the NHL yep. one, like having them on the yep. same weekend, it was just, it's crazy just how, how the different quality of it. Even if, uh, yeah. even if your night Chicago boys didn't show it for me on Sunday night, so. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's not, it's, it's night, it's night and day. And actually, to tell you the truth, I don't mind the NBA All Star Game either because it's just a whole bunch of showboating for uh, the entire game, which is fine by me. As long as we know what we're getting <laughs> and it's something that's entertaining, I'm okay with it. You know, it doesn't have to be a competitive game. But there's no showboating in 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 the Pro Bowl, and there's no game in the Pro Bowl, so you know what can you do? Um, although they did have a big stand, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott couldn't make it in on three tries at the on, on the one foot line, so that's kind of interesting. You know, I don't know if it was <laughs> yeah, trying that's or something. Most watched but... TV. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we wasted enough time with the Pro Bowl. I'm sure our listeners are all signed off by now. So let's go ahead and ring the bell on that one. <laughs> All right, let's get going on the big picture here, the real big-ticket item, and that is the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51 this weekend, Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. Oh, boy. Sunday, 6.30 p.m., Fox. Over-under is at 59. Patriots favored by three still. Oh, this, you know, Patriots having an amazing history, as you heard Ryan kind of talk about earlier on in the intro. They've been there a lot. They've been there a lot, and they've won four of them, all within the last 16 years. And the last one, very, very memorable, making a hero out of Malcolm Butler, and he's actually become their top corner since then. On the other hand, though, you got you got the Atlanta Falcons, and they actually have only been to the Super Bowl one other time, and this is uh, their big chance to actually come away with the Lombardi Trophy. So they don't have the history that the Patriots do, but they're coming in just as hot. So tell me, give us your thoughts. Keys of the game, key matchups. What do you think about this matchup between the Patriots and the Falcons coming up in Super Bowl 51? Yeah, so I'll get to the game in a second. I do have to get something off my chest after watching uh, Radio Row all week. Um, I, I hope to God there's some Atlanta fans listening um, because you, you guys are a bunch of honks. Oh, my God, is it insufferable. Um, the, the, the play-by-play radio guy from Atlanta – um, who I can't even remember his name now. He was a, he was a quarterback for the Falcons in the in the '90s, so that should tell you all you need to know about how good of a player he was. Uh, but he was on he was on a Boston radio show this week, uh, the one that simulcasted on Comcast Sportsnet, um, and he uh, he actually went as far to say, and I'll say before I get into my analysis that I think that Atlanta could win this game. But he went as far to say that if the Atlanta Falcons play their game, the Patriots cannot win this game. Not won't, mm. not might not cannot win this game, 
And that just shows you there's every once in a while you get, you know, I kind of equate it to the Carolina Panthers last year. You get these places where football's not really relevant a lot of, a lot of the time. They're mainly college football areas. So, you know, they just discover the NFL's still going on when their team gets relevant for a year. And they come into the Super Bowl week making claims that the Patriots cannot win the game if Atlanta plays their game. Horse crap. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay. I think, I think the keys to this game, um, I think both teams have done a good job this week. Uh, you know, aside from Devontae Freeman, um, you know, not a lot of not a lot of chatter. It's really his agent, um, right? I don't know if it's Devontae Freeman. Well, you know, the, the agent comments and then the comments that it was, I think it was late last week where he said that um, when they were asking him about what the Patriots or what they have to do to beat the Patriots, and he came to the Patriots have to stop us. We're the unstoppable one. Um, the only thing I would caution, and I know, and I know there's a lot of weapons on this offense. I would caution the Atlanta Falcons and all their fans and anyone who's really riding high in the Atlanta Falcons to go back and look at number one offenses in this game historically. Uh, you know, they, and this is not the 0-1 Patriots defense, but you know, they, you heard a lot of that same stuff with the St. Louis Rams in 0-1 with with Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk and all. Oh, they have so many weapons, and how are you going to stop them? And it just these games are so so different than that. We we don't often see shootouts in the Super Bowl, and and the reason why I don't think we're going to this game again is because you know I've kind of got it down into my head that um, you know as I've said the last couple of weeks I'm off the Matt Ryan's going to choke thing. Uh, I would love for it to happen, and I still leave the door open like a five percent crack that he could slip in there and do that this week. But I'm not being sure, yeah. Um So I think what the key here is the Patriots are going to do is I think the Patriots are going to make us a tight, frustrating game for the Falcons. Um, the Patriots don't give up big plays on defense. Um, regardless, if, even in their bad years, even in 2011 when they had no business being in the Super Bowl, that defense did not let up big plays. They don't. And if they think that you're capable of doing it, they'll sit Devin McCourty 30 yards back. He can run side-by-side by, side by, about as fast as anybody. He takes the best angles out of any safety in football. So you're not going to get past him. The Patriots just don't give up those types of plays. So it's not Julio Jones and, and Gabriel and Muhammad Sanu are not going to turn this into an aerial show where they go flying up and down the field. Um, I, I think this is a game where you could see the Falcons score on three out of every four possessions, but they might only get six or seven possessions. And if one or two of those drives is a field goal, then you're talking that you're holding the 24, 27 points in that range there. Um, I think the Patriots combat <clears throat> this fast, hard-hitting defense um, with, with, uh, with, with a lot of Lazarus blocks. Uh, this is a defense that's a little bit undersized, and I think this could be a big game where you get Brady hand the ball to LeGarrette going downfield, running over people. Um, I think the other key for the Patriots um, on offensive side is to go with a lot of two-back sets. Um, you know, if, I've heard some things about that Atlanta's been really good at the bringing the slot and corner blitz the last couple weeks. I wouldn't do that against Tom Brady. He'll diagnose it and beat you on it. Um, they are smart enough on the Steelers to mix and match where they put Vic Beasley. But if they start running Vic Beasley up the middle, <clears throat> I think you're going to see a lot of shots on two, two running back sets, and they're going to dare mm-hmm. the linebackers to cover They're going to dare the linebackers to cover James White and uh, Deion Lewis in the flat, send them both out in the flat, find the worst, you know, find the better matchup, hit the guy and go kind of deal. So I think there's a lot of ways right. to see that this defense. You've got four rookies starting over there. You have a really young, undersized secondary. Um, you know, I don't think that they have enough to stop the Patriots. You know, I think I think both teams are going to score at a pretty even clip. Um, and like I said, the, you know, the, 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 the important side, I think, on the, you know, the path on the defense is to um, is just to hold down the big plays and make Matt Ryan and that team be patiently driving 12, 14, 
you know, play drives. And I, I think you'll see similar if the Pats get the ball to start. I think you'll see similar to what they did against Seattle two years ago, where they come out and now Brady threw a horrid interception into that drive. But I think you'll see them come out and do a, you know, a 14-play, eight-minute drive and get them right down the red zone. And they're going to try to keep Matt Ryan off the field. And we'll see, we'll see in that moment, because I think that's the game plan against these good offenses, which is why you always see them slow down the Super Bowl, is because the game plan always is, you know, not just ball possession, but go down and score, which the Patriots offense will have no problem doing um, any more right. than the Falcons will. But you, you, keep, you slow down the game, and you make them play a really conservative, hard-fought, patient game. And, you know, that's, you know, to use a cliche, which I hate doing, but, you know, uh, test the Falcons championship medal in this game. Um, and we'll see if right. they have it. Well, you know, so I can, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and reiterate some of the points you made here. And, and I actually think they're all very valid that this is going to be a really interesting game to see how they end up trading punches on offense. But really the defense is going to mean a lot more here. And it's pretty clear to me that although the Patriots haven't uh, been a shutdown secondary, they've been very solid in secondary, and, they, and as we said last week, they are the fourth-ranked run defense in the NFL. And, you know, they showed that again, uh, locking down the Steelers. And, and you know, both Le'Veon Bell uh, when he was on the field, but also D'Angelo Williams, who is not, you know, he's not mincemeat here. He's, he's actually a solid NFL running back. So, at the end of the day, I think one of the key matchups is going to be Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, no matter what you think about them and what they say. They have been really, really solid. They've combined for um, 19 rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns this season. Um, Kevin Coleman is ranked first, and Freeman is ranked sixth best in the NFL in in pass catching. Uh, Freeman actually converts 83% of his targets into positive plays, whereas Coleman converts 78% of his targets in the pass game. So, you know, they are incredibly deadly on the ground. And how they match up against this Patriots run defense that has still not allowed a single 100-yard rusher this season um, is going to be really interesting to me. I think that will actually be one of the turning points in the game. And then flipping on the other side, I think what you said about LeGarrette Blount is, is absolutely accurate. I think it'll be interesting to see how the, how the Patriots scheme their ground game against the Atlanta Falcons. Because the Falcons do have a significant weakness on defense against the run. Uh, they are ranked 29th against the run uh, in the NFL, and, and they haven't really been able to stop anybody, but they have been able to keep them out of the end zone for the most part, just allowing a lot of yards. And, and just to make my point, they allow 4.6 yards per carry to opposing running backs, which is the fourth worst in the NFL. So, you know, you get a good ground game going with LeGarrette Blount, you get a good ground game and pass-catching game going on with Deion Lewis, James White. You could really cause a lot of damage down there very, very quickly uh, with uh, on, on offense. So it'll be interesting to me how those two matchups play out, and I really do think that those two matchups are going to determine the game, not Matt Ryan or Tom Brady, because they're both excellent, excellent quarterbacks. I don't see any of them, either of them, making huge mistakes during this game. But, you know, one mistake can be the difference. If both those guys don't generally turn the ball over, I think it's going to be on the ground. I think that's where the difference is going to be. It's going to be a very close game. Uh, a very interesting one to watch all the way around. So let me ask you that question. Uh, in terms of defense, you talked about the Patriots' defense, you talked about the Atlanta Falcons' defense. Do you think there's anything that the Falcons can do in order to try to contain Brady, or do you think this is just a lost cause for them? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think that they have to try to move. You know, I just, 
I just disregard Dwight Freeney so much. I think he's such a non-factor. Um, and so I just I, the, the thing the thing that I don't like for Atlanta, and I don't I don't want to come off you know I call the, the, the Falcons stands out for, for being honks, and I certainly don't want to be a Patriots honk here. I, I think the dangerous <laughs> thing. Sure? I think you do. No, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think I think the dangerous thing is you know, and I know I know that there's a lot of bulletin board material out there for the Falcons right now that a lot of people are you know talking about. Well, what's Brady going to do when he gets the trophy? And what, what's gonna what's that gonna presentation gonna be like? And what if he gets a Super Bowl MVP and it's like almost like a foregone conclusion that the Patriots have won? So you can, so I mm-hmm. think the Falcons you know have every have every reason to play the disrespect card there. However, I think the Patriots offense has every reason to play the disrespect card because all I've heard about and I've watched I've probably watched about sixty hours of coverage so far, and all I've heard about is the Falcons offense and it's like it's mind boggling to me. It's not like the Patriots are coming in with the twelfth best offense in a good defense, but, you know, didn't really play anybody all year. They, they have the number three ranked offense, I believe it was, in points scored this year. This Patriots yeah. offense, you know, I hear about Matt Ryan through the 13 different guys, through touch on the 13 different guys this year. Now, I did this in my head, so I might actually be short one or two. I'm definitely, I'm not, I'm definitely not over. I know myself. But, um, I, mm-hmm. but Brady threw 10 different guys for touchdowns this year. So it's not like it's not like the Patriots have four weapons to throw to. Not albeit one of those weapons with Gronkowski who's out. But the, the matchup issues I see for the Falcons are, and this is where I really think the X factor is in this game. And God, does it pain me to talk about running backs this much? But I think <laughs> I think I think Legarrette Blunt is the X factor because because what I what I see happening yeah. is. But as I said, Dan Quinn's not afraid to move around Vic easily, and you have to because you have to rush the Patriots up the middle. First of all, right. well, A, I hear this where their weak spot is because they got all the young guys there, and it is because their tackles are solid, two of the best tackles at the positions in the game. Um, but it's always been rush break up the middle. That's always been the formula. If you come up the middle and, and get at his feet, that's how, you can, that's how you can disrupt his timing, his rhythm, all of that. So I think right. that's going to be the plan. But Vic Beasley, and I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's like 15 and a half sacks and 23 tackles this year. He's also in the run game. So, it, it, so it, it, unless they're doing twists and exotic rushes, which, so let me just go through piece by piece. If you move Vic Beasley over the center, what is Tom Brady instantly doing? He's checking into a run play, and he's going to let Beasley, who's a little bit more of a, you know, a finesse rusher, get run over by Legarrette and get into the, into, into the, in, into the second part of the, the, you know, the defense, which is even more undersized. Um, right. So that's not really a great, not really a great plan. Now the other way you get there is you do twists. You know, you do exotic things where, where the, you know, if you're in a three-four or four-three, the inside the tackles or the nose guard, you know, twist to the outside and then Beasley wraps around the inside. Well, Brady gets the ball, ball out in under two and a half to three seconds. So is Vic Beasley fast enough that he can come around past his defender through the offensive line, get untouched, and get to Brady in that amount of time? I just, I think there's so many matchup nightmares on that side of the ball for the Falcons. Um, and, and I think that the Patriots are going to be smart. And I, and I, I referenced this, the, I think, last week, and I'll, I'll reference it again. Then on the other side of the ball, because we're talking about the running back team, X-Factors, I think, yep. I believe it was the regular season game, not the one where the Patriots came storming back, but it was the 2013 game, or the 2014 game, where they, no, it was the 2012 game, sorry. Um, one of the first years okay. was there, and they, they just beat up on the Broncos. And after the game, Aqib Khalid said, well, hey, Manning's smart. We showed him cover two all day. We knew he checked into the run, and and that's what he did. But that's what we wanted him to do to slow down this offense, because Manning knew that was the better play. 
but it's not exactly, you know, that, that's going to limit your offense from being, you know, making those chunk yardage plays to get downfield. And I think the Patriots are going to do a similar thing against Matt Ryan. So my thing is, you know, not in the passing sense, but in the rushing sense, if LeGarrette Blunt yeah. and the MLM running backs have a big game, then I think that means the Patriots win by double digits because that means Atlanta is going to play right into what the Patriots that that means that you know hindsight would be that Atlanta played right into the Patriots hands. I think they're gonna they're gonna flood those receivers. They're gonna come in and a lot of nickel and dime sets, and they're gonna dare Atlanta be patient enough to run the ball down the field. And I again, I think you couple that. I think that's the game plan for the Patriots: make them run the ball, make them frustrated and move the ball slowly, and then you just pound the ball with Eric Blunt. And then you know a lot of short. You know if they show you zone and do a lot of those short routes, and then if they're they're coming, they're playing man. Then I then I get the you know the, the pass receiving uh, running back for the Patriots and Lewis and White moving out of the backfield to catch the ball. Right, right. So I agree with all that. And I, the other X factor I will throw in there is I, I'm going to be interested to see how much how much Malcolm Mitchell does uh, because the uh, the Falcons are actually surprisingly good at defending wide receiver ones and twos, uh, ninth best and tenth best in the NFL. So he'll have to. Brady will will probably be able to expose them on the outside if they in three wide receiver sets, maybe four wide receiver sets, if they decide to go that route. I'd be interested to see what type of contribution he has. That could actually be important. And on the other side, I think that Taylor Gabriel may be a little bit of an X factor for the Falcons. It's entirely possible he takes one punt return back for a touchdown or does something that really changes momentum of the game. And, and it only takes one, I think, in this closely matched game to really shift. Uh, shift momentum. Okay, so we're going to get to decision time. Before we get that, I want to go through a couple prop bets for Super Bowl 51. So this will be kind of fun because we haven't done this before. So let me go ahead and go ahead and ring the bell on this because we're going to move on to some prop bets. Okay, so this is going to be fun. Let's go, and I'm going to ask you, the last thing I'm going to ask you is uh, the over-under and the winner. And I I have an idea who you think is going to win this game. But let's go ahead and start (laughs) with the first prop bet. This is going to take, I'm sure you're going to do do a lot of studying for this one. Coin toss, heads or tails? Uh, Tails never fails. Tails never fails. I'm with you on that one. You know, tails actually comes up more often than heads in Super Bowls. All right, team to score first in the game, New England Patriots or Atlanta Falcons? Uh, I'm going Patriots. Uh, I am also going Patriots, and actually, that is the favorite pick uh, right now in Vegas. Uh, first scoring play, a touchdown or a field goal or safety? I'm taking a touchdown. Uh, I am going to go with a field goal. I think there's going to be a couple couple jitters on that first drive. They're going to play conservative. All right, will the team that scores first win the game? I think, well, I know the answer to this one for you. Uh, yes. Okay, and then that actually is the uh, that is actually the prefer the uh, favored uh, selection in Vegas as well. And I'm going to go with no on that one. I think we're going to buck the trend this year. Uh, team to score last in the game will it be the Patriots or the Falcons. Patriots. Um, I think that it will be actually uh, I, that was a toss up for me. I actually don't know how that's going to go. Um, I would pick the Falcons just to take the other side of the coin because, quite frankly, that's a pick 'em uh, in Vegas right now. Both of them have equal odds of actually happening. All right, uh, which will be the highest scoring quarter? First, second, third, or fourth? Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm going fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm going fourth quarter too. I'm looking for some uh, some some fireworks in the end here. 
Uh, longest touchdown yardage in the game, over 52.5 or under 52.5? I'll pound the under. You're going to pound the under. Oh, interesting. I'm going to go with the over. I think that, that one, of the, one either Brady or Brian is going to connect on a, on a plus 52 and a half. All right. Longest successful field goal in the game, over 47 and a half or under 47 and a half? I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. I think, over. Uh, I think both, teams, both teams are going to be desperate for points in this game. Or I think every possession is going to matter, and I don't think you're going to get one of those. You know, they could go for it, but they're going to play field possession and, and punt the ball. I don't think um, – I think both offenses are too explosive. Um, you can't leave uh-huh. points on the board. So, I think somebody's going to attempt a nice deep kick in this one. You know, I, it's interesting because, you know, if, if I was – per team, I would have – I feel more comfortable with this. Kaskowski generally doesn't kick uh, field goals in the 50-yard-plus range. He's only only two for four, I think, this year or something, something along those lines. So, I, I don't think they would take a chance on that. Per se, but I can see Matt Bryant trying one, or I can see Gaskowski or Bryant trying one at the end of the half or at the end of the game. Uh, but I'm going to go yeah, the other. Gaskowski hit like a 52-yarder. Gaskowski hit like a 52 or 53-yarder in a nice cold November night in, in that life last year. So he's got the distance to do it. No, I, I have no doubt. But I just they don't give him a lot of opportunities at 50 plus. I, I just, I mean, maybe it's just a function of they were scoring touchdowns, but you know, it's, he doesn't get <laughs> he doesn't get some opportunities to do it. Uh, so. First turnover of the game will be a fumble, interception, or no turnovers in the game. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say both teams are going to play a clean game. I got I got no turnovers. Wow, you should go to Vegas and bet that one because it's plus six fifty. A hundred dollars will net you six fifty. So you should you're really betting against the odds there. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with an interception. I think there'll be uh, one interception during the game. Um, I don't know what side it's going to be on because, quite frankly, Brady and, and Brian just don't throw interceptions. But uh, I'm going to go with one. All right. Will a two-point conversion be attempted in the game, yes or no? No. No. Okay. And I'm going to go with no as well. Will there be a missed extra point? Uh, indoors, so now. Yeah, I agree with that. Will there be an onside kick attempt? No. Uh, I'm going to go with yes. I'm just just for fun because I think that'd be fun to see. And will a special teams or defensive touchdown be scored? Nope. Yeah, I agree. Both these defenses aren't that opportunistic when it comes to that. Uh, how many times will deflate or deflate be, be mentioned on TV during the live broadcast? Over one and a half? Under one and a half? Oh, way over. At least five. Yeah, I mean, there's no way they don't they don't say that like a, like at least a dozen times. That's a that's that's a given right there. All right. They'll say, it in the intro. They'll say it three times in the intro when they talk about the last time the Patriots were here and what had happened just before they got here. So absolutely, right. Yeah, they'll go over all yep. that. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. How long will it take for Luke Bryan to sing the U.S. National Anthem? Over two minutes and 15 seconds or under two minutes and 15 seconds? I'm going under. You're going under? I'll take the over because I think he's going to try to stretch out his, uh, his little bit of his, his time in the sun there. And... What color will Lady Gaga's hair be when she starts her halftime show? Is it going to be blonde or any other color? Oh, you got to play the field. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, there's no way that I, she doesn't go pink, right? With all the stuff that's going on out there, the pink hat and stuff, I yeah. have no doubt she's going to go pink. I don't, I don't have to pick a color, but I'm with you with that. Any other color. All right. Last question. 
Over or under 59. Will they make the hit the over or the under? It's 59, uh, 59 even? Yes. Oh, man, well, I'm pushing because my, my score my score hits 59 exactly. Okay, pushing is this. I'm going to say it's going to be the under. I actually think the defenses will actually step up on both sides. And last, last question, who's going to win this game? I'm going Patriots 31-28, and uh, I don't think they're being onside attempt because I think the Pats will take the ball with about five minutes to go, and they'll eat up the clock and drive down the field and drive in for uh, for one last uh, one last touchdown. And I'm I'm calling it to my man Danny Amendola. I think he was uh, great in the last Super Bowl, wow. and I think he's going to be a huge X factor that no one's talking about in this game. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. But I'm going to pick the Falcons. <laughs> Just to even this out here, I'll pick the Falcons. But you know what? It's going to be a three-point game. I think it's going to be a three- to four-point game. It will definitely be one score. Anyway, that's all the time we got. You can follow me at the Garbage Time. You can follow uh, Ryan at, at, at Ryan Whitfield, M-E. is N-E, right? N-E, yeah. And bring the Atlanta Falcon hate to me now, now through Sunday. All right. And that's all we got. And enjoy the Super Bowl. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.